You are listening to You Are a Lawyer. I'm Kyla Denanyo, a 2015 law school graduate. Hey, You Are a Lawyer audience. Before I get to this bonus episode, I want to take a minute to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to a loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. In this bonus episode, I am speaking with a corporate paralegal and lawyer. This LLM graduate reviews documents and contracts as a legal pioneer in a biotechnology company. Based in Cincinnati, Ohio, today's guest is Morgan Jones. Morgan, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm, I'll tell everybody why this is a special treat <laughs> a little bit later, but would you share a little bit about your background with the audience? Yeah, so I graduated from Bowling Green State University in 2019 with a degree in history and political science. Okay. And from there, I moved to Cincinnati where I got my first job at Bory's as a legal assistant within the enforcement center. I primarily focused on brand protection and online seller enforcement. And that is really what, you know, set the precedent for my legal career going forward. I was at Bory's for a little over a year and a half. And I really enjoyed the exposure and the training that I had received within my role and getting to learn a lot about IP law. And that was my first time ever experiencing that field of law. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really know that that field of law had existed. Um, I knew that there were different protections surrounding like copyright and trademark laws, but didn't really know that it was an actual field that people went into and practiced and made a career out of. Mm -hmm. So from there, I then worked at a different firm for about nine months and was exposed to a different area of IP law. And that was patent prosecution. And I enjoyed learning about that area of law, but I quickly realized that was something that I did not want to pursue. Okay. Um, so <laughs> after, after being in that role for nine months, I then transitioned to my current role now, and I am a corporate paralegal for a biotechnology company. And I do everything from corporate governance, intellectual property. I dabble a little bit into regulatory and contracts and agreements. So I get a lot of exposure in different areas of law, which I'm really happy that I've been in this position to be exposed to that. Mm-hmm. And that is currently where I am now. As far as educational background goes, just to backtrack a little bit, after graduating from Bowling Green in 2019, I took a gap year 
And then in August of 2020, I enrolled into the Master's of Legal Studies program at Northern Kentucky University. And this past May, I graduated and I'm really excited about that. Um, And then my focus within that degree was intellectual property and data privacy. Okay. And congratulations on graduating. Thank you. So you said a lot. (laughs) I'm really excited (laughs) to jump in here. (laughs) So when you were at Bowling Green, you actually majored in history and minored in political science. And let me tell you, I wish I did that because history, I imagine you were just doing a lot of reading and writing and that was law school. So it was like a perfect foundation. It was for that aspect, but I think content wise, if I could have majored in maybe philosophy or psychology or even minored in it or have taken more of those courses, I think that ultimately would have helped because law school really changes your entire way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think if I were to have gotten a little bit more experience in being challenged to think outside of what is the status quo, then it would have prepared me a little bit more in a sense, I I think. But honestly, you can never really be fully prepared for law school either. (laughs) Never, 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 never. And it's so funny because I was just telling someone the other day, I was like, man, I wish I could do undergrad over, you know, with the stuff I know now. And I'm like, but there's no way. (laughs) Like all the experiences in life that I've had now, I didn't have at the time I was an undergrad. And that's part of what makes it, you know, undergrad. Exactly. Yeah. So Morgan, let me go back to one of the first things you said, which was you graduated from Bowling Green and then you moved to Cincinnati. What was it that brought you to Cincinnati and how did you find the job at Voorhees? (laughs) Every time I get asked this question, I tell people do not do what I did Uh to to get here. (laughs) (laughs) So I moved to Cincinnati completely on a whim. I one day woke up and said, I want to, because I had moved back in with my parents Mm -hmm. and I said, okay, I want to stay in Ohio, but I want to live in the city. So I narrowed it down to Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. And I ruled out Cleveland right away because I was like, it's way too cold. I then ruled out Columbus because I thought that it was too big and I knew a lot of people who were moving there after college and I just kind of wanted a fresh start. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm moving to Cincinnati. I I moved to Cincinnati with $400 in my bank account and knowing one person. I would not recommend doing that. (laughs) Um, I was not in the most financially (laughs) secure position when I moved here. It was very stressful. And then not knowing anyone besides my roommate and she had already been down here like eight years because she was older than me she went to undergrad here so she acclimated herself very well whereas for me it was a culture shock because going from a midwest very small community to the big city was a change especially not 
knowing anyone. So, but I'm very, very glad that I did it. To answer your, your other question about how I found the job with Worries, I just, I looked on LinkedIn one day and Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to work in a law firm. I wanted to be a legal assistant of some capacity and I just honestly started applying and I came across Worries and at the time I did not know anything about the firm. I didn't know if it was big law, Mm mid-sized, a boutique firm. I just was like, I want to work somewhere that's close to where I live. And Worries was like a five minute drive at the time. And (laughs) that's just how I knew about it. And I applied. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I actually worked with Morgan (laughs) at Voorhees. (laughs) We worked in a brand new department called the Enforcement Center. So Morgan, you moved from Bowling Green or where were you living with your parents? At the time I graduated, I moved back to Lima, Ohio. So it was still Northwest Ohio area. Okay. So you moved from Lima to Cincinnati and I'm biased. Voorhees in Cincinnati is an absolutely gorgeous building. So you walk in and there's marble floors. And I remember we sat at a eight person conference table. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. like, so let's talk. And you, you handled it perfectly because you came and sat down next to myself and the director of HR. You know, you could have been at the far end of the table, like, holy crap, what is this? So what was that like, you know, interviewing for your first job after school at a law firm as well? Like, what was that whole experience like? I just remember feeling so overwhelmed with gratitude in a sense, okay. because I was just so happy that I even got the opportunity to mm. interview and not knowing what I was walking into And then being able to walk into the building and see like where it was located and just the ambiance. I was like, oh my gosh, this (laughs) this is insane. They wined and dined really well. Like, you know, free donuts on Fridays and fresh flowers in the building. (laughs) But we were in this really tall high rise um, overlooking the Cincinnati Red Stadium. So it was definitely a vibe. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I also felt a little anxious mm-hmm. because walking into into seeing that and then I think reality had set had set in for me because I was just thinking to myself, this is the start of your career and there's no going back now. Yeah. <laughs> so and and I was also really excited. I think I just I felt every emotion all at once mm-hmm. and I was just ready to do my best in the interview and talk about my experience and why I wanted the role ultimately and thankfully it it worked out. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to us, both of us for still staying in contact and in good communications because I know I was tough. I'm not Um, I'm not like a tyrant boss, but I remember I had documents because a lot of the other people that I was hiring, it was their first corporate job. So I'm like, this is how you format an email. If somebody asks you four things, you send them back four bullet points. (laughs) Like I know I was a stickler. Um, so it's cool that we were able to stay connected and stay in a, a good relationship after that. Yes. And then just with some of the attorneys that I had worked with too, I still to this day am in contact with them. And one of the attorneys who 
I formed a very good rapport with, ended up being my mentor and ultimately was one of the driving forces for me to apply to my master's program because he is an alumni of NKU as well. So, And so NKU, that's Northern Kentucky University? Yeah. So there's the university and then there's Chase College of Law. And that was where I got my master's through. Okay. So yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that. So you, you're at Boris, you're working there, and then you have a great working rapport with one of the attorneys and you discuss going to law school and eventually do apply to law school. What was that process like, especially in August, 2020, when you started school, like this is in the beginning middle of a pandemic. So what was, what was that whole process like? Um, So the process actually was very easy. There was not a GRE requirement or any testing requirements needed. So that was a big determining factor if I wanted to apply or not. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized that you didn't have to take a graduate admittance test, then I said to myself, okay, this is a good opportunity for you. The world is shut down. So you essentially have nothing but time. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as the application process goes, I had to get two letters of recommendation I sent in my undergraduate transcripts and then I wrote a statement of interest. And within, I would say, six weeks, I found out that I had been accepted. I had applied in April and then I was enrolled for that upcoming August. Okay. And so, do you remember what the conversations were like with your mentor? when you were just discussing, hey, I'm kind of interested in law school, or do you think this is a good fit? How did that start? So I had always expressed at a very young age that I wanted to pursue a career in law, and I wanted to get a degree of higher education, whether that be a master's degree or a JD. I knew that I wanted to do that very early on. And So where did your interest in the law come from? Did you have any experiences before you even went to Bowling Green that interested you in the law or the legal practice? Yeah. So when I was 12, I had to go in job shadow for a day and I chose to job shadow the judge of Allen County at the time. And, (laughs) and while everyone else usually just goes to work with their parents or grandparents or older siblings, I chose a very different (laughs) route for my career day. And I really enjoyed it. And I got to see him work on different cases. And it was just really eye opening. And I think at the time, I really envisioned myself being in in that position, not so much a position as a judge, but more so just being in the 
the legal field. And so that was just kind of my start for wanting to further pursue that. Okay, very cool. At 12 years old. (laughs) Yep, sixth grade. That is so awesome. You were focused. (laughs) I love it. When I had met my mentor, I had expressed to him that that was something that I wanted to do. And he ultimately told me about NKU and their law school program and how they had a full-time and a part-time program. And the part-time program was the night program. And so that really sparked my interest because I still wanted to work. Yeah. Was That was never going to be out of the question. So we had conversations about ultimately what I wanted to get out of the program. And I had expressed that I still wanted to work. I wanted to be cost friendly because law school is definitely a big investment cost wise and time wise. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had already got the time thing taken care of because I was applying to this going when, while we were in the pandemic. Yeah. So after having that initial conversation with him pretty much solidified my decision in applying. And then from there, we had conversations about, okay, I can't really describe what your law school experience is going to be like, because I've never had to do law school in a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is that it is a big investment. It's going to be tough. It is unlike anything you would have experienced in undergrad. Um, It's a lot of self-discipline and a little bit of imposter syndrome. (laughs) But, (laughs) But ultimately, he said that it goes by fast. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And once you have that degree it's something that can never be taken from you. And from there, I just knew that I needed to do this. Um, I needed to do it for me. And I also needed to show people like me that you can do this. And it's hard. There's going to be a lot of really long days and nights, but it's really worth it. Yeah. Even listening to you talk, I'm like, one of the things that I really love about law school is once you do realize that the imposter syndrome is not real and you do deserve to be here and you are completely as intelligent and talented and smart as all the other people, you leave law school with a a different confidence. You're like, wow, do you know what I've just been through? I could do anything now. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yes. And (laughs) I did not think for the longest time that I was deserving of being able to occupy the space that my other like law school classmates occupied. And I don't know why I had thought that for so long. And I think it wasn't until I had my torts class and it was my first semester. And I remember we were learning about defenses and there was a hypothetical that my professor was talking about and I knew the answer to it. And I just unmuted myself off Zoom and I said the answer and I was right and no one else knew it. And we were learning about assumption of risk. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and because that class was so hard That was the most challenging class that I had taken in all of my law school classes. And from there, I don't know what sparked in me, 
but I said, okay, I can do this. I know, I know this. I need to quit doubting myself. And from there, I ended up getting a 3.6 GPA and making Dean's List that semester. (laughs) So I, I was, I was very excited about that. Yeah. So it's really hard to listen to someone talk about their law school experience without thinking about yours. So I'm sitting here like, she unmuted herself from Zoom. I could not, I can't even fathom going to law school via a computer. Like, I know I just heard you say the words and I still am like, I could not even. So extra kudos to you for starting (laughs) during the middle of a global pandemic, finishing in May, 2022. That is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. So I started in the classroom and then we went online and then we did hybrid and then we ended up doing online. So it was like constant back and forth. Wow. And it was really hard, not only for us to adjust to that routine, but also the professors too. And then, so I, I started the program part-time, but then my last year I ended up doing full-time. So I was working full-time and in school full-time for the latter part of the program. I would not recommend that either. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's incredible. I know when you study to get a JD or Juris Doctorate, you're not allowed to work at all that first year. Like not at all, at all, if you're going to school full-time. And then in your second and third years, you can start to work or you can pick up clinics and things like that. Yeah, that was, that's an interesting hybrid of everything. It was a challenge that was presented to me and I had no choice but to overcome it. And I think with that mindset, I have been able to be more confident, not only in my abilities within my program, but also just within the career path that I choose for myself too. I mean, I'm, I'm 25 years old and I have set a really good precedent for myself as far as working at some of the greatest firms and now being in a position where I'm the only in-house legal person in my company running day-to-day legal operations. So yeah. I think that I like to be humble when I talk about that, but also also acknowledging the fact that I have done these things at such a young age is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So just one more question about school. And then I want to talk about the biotechnology place where you work. <laughs> so you've said a number of times that you received an LLM or a master's of legal studies. Was there any time that you considered getting a JD or Juris Doctorate degree when you decided to go to law school? Yes. And I'm actually still considering that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert I, for everybody listening. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am considering that. I actually have taken a couple of practice LSAT. I've gotten all the books and I've slowly been starting the process of looking at what schools that I'm thinking about because I am not sure I want to practice. So I think that's the only thing that's essentially pumping the brakes on yeah. me wanting to be fully invested into going to law school, pursuing a JD. Okay. But it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. 
Yeah. And for anyone that's listening, who's kind of like, wow, that's, it's interesting that there's these different options. I know a lot of people who graduate with their JD and then they still get an LLM, especially if you want to be considered as an expert right after graduation. A lot of people get LLMs in like taxation and public health, public policy, things like that after they've gone and earned their JD. So it's not unheard of to see people that have multiple law degrees or multiple different specialties when they get out of law school. Right. And to add to that, that was another reason why I wanted to initially pursue a master's in legal studies degree, because the program, you essentially self-select in the courses that you want to take. Mm -hmm. Whereas from what I've heard from full-time JD students, your schedule is already made for you. Yeah. Um, so with me, I knew that I wanted to specialize in intellectual property and data privacy. So a lot of my electives after taking the initial nine credit hours of core courses were IP survey classes, copyright and trademark law, digital crimes and torts, digital forensics in the law, for example. And I really enjoyed those classes because mm -hmm. those were things that I knew I could directly apply to my career. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So Morgan, let's talk about your current role, which is with a biotechnology company in Cincinnati. You said that the title was corporate paralegal, but you're also handling corporate governance, you know, legal onboarding, all of those things. What's a typical day like for you? A typical day would be a lot of contract reviewing. So okay. I would do a lot of redlining and I like to say that I do the preliminary reviews and then I send it off to an attorney to do a more in-depth review. Yeah. But a lot of it is very contract heavy, updating reports, correspondence between different vendors that we use as well as the rest of the staff just making sure that everyone is up to date about where we are in the different processes of the agreements. And then I dabble into a little bit of intellectual property, just making sure that, you know, all of our patent applications are up to date, certain fees are paid, things of that nature as well. And then just making sure that all of our documents pertaining to any studies that we do or onboarding new members are correctly filed. So it's, it's a very all-encompassing role, mm -hmm. but I really enjoy it and it definitely gives me a lot of exposure. Yeah. And you said earlier you were at enforcement and then you went to a different law firm and you did patent prosecution. Your career is a practical example of how the law touches everything. And yeah, and then from a data privacy standpoint as well, you know, we are constantly working with the FDA and we have to make sure that, you know, individuals' information is protected mm -hmm. and just different things of that nature as well, too. I mean, I've never had to communicate or had a meeting with the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> so, I mean, you're doing some really big things here. 
so to everyone listening this is a bonus episode for when episodes don't typically come out on Sundays but also I have been saying since I started the podcast that a lawyer is one who studies or practices law and so when Morgan pitched the idea for this episode to me I was like LLM Masters of Legal Studies, one who studies the law, just like a JD student, right? Your qualifications as an LLM graduate, we have both graduated (laughs) from law school. And I really love the fact that you brought this idea to me because I hadn't considered it. And I'm really happy to share with the audience and let them know, guess what? Maybe you never thought of yourself as being a doctorate, or maybe you're like, wow, I don't want to spend all that money, but I would love to study law. And you could go and you could study and get a master's of legal studies, just like Morgan did. So I say all that to say, Morgan, is there anything that you would share with the audience about how you feel about graduating with your LLM, how you feel about law school, how it's changed you, you know, anything that you could impart to the audience? Yeah, my biggest takeaway from graduating with my master's in legal studies is that just because I did not decide to pursue a JD does not mean that you are limited. And if anybody can take anything away from listening to this episode, it would be to pursue whatever you want to pursue because there are so many different things out there that you don't even realize can be beneficial for having a, for example, a master's of legal studies degree. I never thought that pursuing this degree would open the doors that it has for me. And I'm so incredibly thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But I would say do not let the fear of not having a doctorate or a JD limit you from what is potentially out there. Because I think that was my biggest fear going into it is that, oh, if I only have a master's degree, I won't be able to essentially have the career that I really want. And that's completely false. Mm -hmm. So that would be my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Make sure you're doing your research. Make sure you're looking into what do I want in my career? How can I get there? Because a master's of legal studies might be the thing that you need right? It doesn't have to be, oh, you should be a lawyer. Okay, fine. I'll go get a JD. You have all these different options. So Morgan, you said that very well. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And that is what ultimately I want to share with the audience and just anyone who is interested in pursuing a law, but doesn't want to necessarily pursue a JD. There are options out there. They're great options. They're great resources. And I can talk about my experience and my program all day, every day, because I really (laughs) enjoyed it. And I really got a lot out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So if you're interested in talking to Morgan (laughs) about the legal education she received from Northern Kentucky University at Chase School of Law, please contact her. Her information is in the show notes. And... Happy birthday, Morgan, because this bonus episode is coming out (laughs) on your birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Yay. So lots of surprises, lots of treats in this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Morgan. Thank you so much. Uh Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating, tell a friend about this podcast, and subscribe to the show so that you never miss a new episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. 
Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.